I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe. We talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. Uh, and today we're joined by a friend of the show, Chido. Uh, that's what he goes by. Right now he's got like Hi, a little everybody. tiny bat. He's he's doing makes him feel tough. Yeah, makes me feel real tough. And today we're talking The Sopranos um, from HBO. Hell yeah. Finally. May I say this? May, may I step in? Finally, we're talking about The Sopranos. We, we bring it up, I think, once, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, it's no, a show that, I really like. It's, yeah, no, um, that's, a, that's a gag, everybody. I, I have no idea about The Sopranos. That's one thing about the other episodes we've done, why I don't really know the topic all that well. Like we did... Um, breaking bad and dune but breaking bad it's such like a pop culture pillar that like i've gathered enough of right. like what it, what's going on in it and people talking about it and uh dune you just won't shut the fuck up I about all the time shut the fuck up so like I, I and i watched a movie so i had like a pretty solid idea of like what we were talking about even if i haven't experienced it firsthand sopranos i know it's about the mob yeah, it's uh, it's actually about the DeMeo crime family. It's not about the Soprano crime family. That's not what they're called. Um, strange. Well, yeah, it is the main character is Tony Soprano and his family. Oh, but, okay. So it's about a family dealing with a crime family, right? Or being about, a part of. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I think a very funny bit of trivia about the show is that it was gonna be called Family Guy. Um, <laughs> But then they were like, nah, we shouldn't. And then some another show not too long afterwards came out called Family Guy that you're probably more uh, better aware of. That, oh, that would have been weird. If yeah. Family Guy. <laughs> um, I really like The Sopranos. Uh, like we've said before, um, I really just like the mafia. I love the mob and mobs in general. It's just the thing I find really interesting. <laughs> It's a cool uh, little character trait you have. Yeah, I, as for as long as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster or at least watch Goodfellas. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a good show. It's often claimed as like one of the greatest shows of all time. 
And I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily go that far all the time, but I would definitely put it up there. Yeah, that's one, one of, of the... You, you go ahead. Uh, wasn't it one of the launch titles, like when HBO, like... Oh, yeah, like yeah. One of their first original series? One of the very yeah. first, like, HBO originals and the first of them to really... Um, sort of usher in that era of prestige television. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, that is one thing I've heard about the show, like outside of you mostly, um, is that The Sopranos should be credited with changing like the format and how yeah. television is presented. Because um, for a long time before The Sopranos came out, it wasn't really thought that a TV show could have the writing chops or the camera work or anything like that of like a movie per se. Mm-hmm. It would always be sitcom, multi-camera, that kind of thing. Uh, and then when The Sopranos came out, they kind of changed that and it's what sort of led the way for things like Breaking Bad or Mad Men and other things, you know, those kind of prestige TV, TV that's better than just other TV. So mm-hmm. you're telling me without the Sopranos, we wouldn't have the CW's Flash? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's basically exactly. What that's exactly what I'm saying. I think he's more saying we wouldn't have stuff like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. Yeah, you wouldn't or... really have those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, Barry, uh, one that we quite like here. Barry, yeah, Barry Allen, the Flash. Is that yeah, Barry Allen. Barry, Barry is, is great. Is so we, we have to do an episode about it because it is like it's genuinely one of my favorite shows of all time it's so fucking funny and it's also just a good show yeah the writing in it is just some of the best like not only comedic writing in a show but just writing in general and bill haters genuinely a pretty good actor that you don't really think about bill bill haters fucking amazing that dude Uh, rules so yeah if you guys haven't watched barry watch barry barry's fucking good yeah, and if you guys want to hear us talk more about Barry, let us know. We'll we'll do and that. Yeah, we'll do a Barry episode. That'll give me an excuse to watch all of Barry again. Watch like Barry I need again. One. Look, the moment they announce the release date for season three, I'm a bit mm, blast through it oh, again. Same, yeah. I hate because season three got delayed for Barry because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they just recently were talking about they were doing shooting again and they were allowed back on set. And so Fuck hopefully, yeah. pretty soon here. Hopefully, there's only two seasons. Yeah, only yeah. two seasons of Barry, and they're not even that long of episodes, I don't think. Uh, I think they're 40-minute episodes yeah. and 10 apiece? Oh, okay. Maybe? I, might get, I, I don't it. even know if it's that many. It I'll have to check, but yeah, yeah, it's not super long. Um, but yeah, that's Barry. But yeah, uh, anyway, Sopranos. A similar thing. Um, I guess while I'm thinking of Barry, uh, I like the idea, because I watch a lot of crime show and uh, mob stuff, that <laughs> There's basically a show for every single level of a criminal enterprise. Like you have stuff like The Sopranos or mm-hmm. um, like Godfather, you know, the high up of the mafia. But then you have mm-hmm. stuff like uh, Breaking Bad, which starts off really low level drug dealers. Or you have Ozark, who deals specifically with their money laundering. Or you have Barry, who is a hitman for, you know, mobs Fuck and yeah. stuff. Uh, that you could just have a whole MCU cinematic universe of just mob shows or criminal shows that all exist in the same criminal network yeah i think the um what's the oh, what's the word i'm looking for the not theme um tone i think the tones might oh be sure a bit, uh, but you can do stuff like that with like like daredevil netflix when it still was part of the mcu 
Yeah, but that's my biggest thing about Daredevil Netflix is that I'd prefer if it wasn't connected to the MCU <laughs> because the so tones are so dramatically different that it feels goofy to think like when I first when you first start watching season one and they reference the big alien attacks that happen, it feels really off. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. The idea of you like see Daredevil. Yeah, the idea of like just a blind guy in, in like especially season one Daredevil who's just wearing <laughs> like regular clothes fighting the chitari is pretty funny yeah no it, it's so weird and then you think like you're watching it and you're like hmm, in like about like five years just half of all these people are gonna disappear but that's more no of a, a premise situation when it comes to crime shows like they tend to be relatively grounded like they can have mm -hmm. different tones whereas one's you know soft lighter tone like um although they tend to be relatively dark but you could have yeah. something like uh, The Sopranos, but Barry, which, is, Barry or Barry, which is a comedy. With, yeah, it deals with dark uh, situations, but it, well, not always, but for the most part, it comes at them from a lighter right. like, point of view. Uh, but because they're all, they all ostensibly exist in like the real world, so to speak, mm -hmm. you could have conflicting tones, like somebody yeah, who, that's who, fair. who exists, like crime exists now, and I'm assuming the tones of their lives are different than the tones of my life. Yeah, well, maybe it's not fair because I've seen it, but I, I'm talking like it'd be weird if you took like the Ch Chechen mob from Barry and put it into like one of the more well, yeah, like, but they're specifically serious. um a pretty ineffective mob. Like they're specifically yeah. the second rung. They're Chechens, mm -hmm. not Russian. They fight mm -hmm. the Bolivian cartel, not the Colombian cartel. They're specifically the lower rung of mob. Yeah, I, I'm just saying if you like drop. It, those characters and like that situation and everything into like a Breaking Bad or a That's Sopranos, it feel a bit strange. This will mean nothing to either of you because each of you only have one half of this sentence. But Tony Soprano meeting Goron would be amazing. It would be very, very good. <laughs> Who is Goron? Goron's it's, the it's head of the Chechen mob in Barry. And oh, Barry. okay. And then, but yeah, see, it will make sense to neither of you because each of yeah, you only no, have one it, it half of make, that. It but didn't make any to sense. To anybody who does know both of those, it'd be really, really funny. What is it? Watching The Sopranos again, because I had to rewatch it because I finished it a long time ago. Tony Soprano or James Gandolfini would have made a really good kingpin. Like, yeah, I in, see that. If he was in Daredevil. That's the main guy of yeah, the show? Yeah, that's the main. That's yeah. Tony Soprano. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, I could see that. He looks he, almost exactly like a bear. Um, mm -hmm. Like he's just a bear turned into a human. There's a scene in, oh, I forget which season, but he's watching um, Anthony Soprano Jr. play football. Uh, and uh, his son does well and he's excited. And the camera is like a slow motion of him like cheering. And he just looks like a bear <laughs> standing in a river who's like trying to catch, like same mouth shape and everything. He just looks like a bear. Like he really got into it. But dude, like he James Gandolfini gets like more overweight throughout the show goes on. So like <laughs> there's literal scenes where he's just <sighs> well, yeah, and like James Gandolfini, it was already a large man, and yeah, like he dies of a heart attack because of his weight, like <laughs> mm -hmm. and like there are scenes because I, I recently rewatched it as well. Um, there are scenes where they talk about other characters being overweight and they talk about how like you better watch your weight or you're gonna die of a heart attack at 50. And that's just what happened to James Gandolfini. <laughs> like, it makes those that's scenes sad, now bro. quite, like, somber. That's pretty fucking good. But, um, 
yeah so i just think um you could definitely have just a setting where they all exist in the same one i just think that'd be an easy yeah, thing to do i i could see that um uh, one thing i really like about the sopranos and in particular how it leads into other prestige tv is uh they had to fight like really hard for to show him doing like bad things on camera the mm-hmm. producers of it uh didn't like the idea because they were under the assumption that if you saw the main character doing like bad yeah things. That, that's a that's a big thing in tv back then that you they felt like you couldn't root for a bad guy right so exactly. like every uh, every protagonist of shows back in the day were just like unshakable pillars of good morals right or even if they weren't necessarily good even if they were supposed to be like bad people you couldn't watch them do the bad yeah things it was do. always something they mentioned off screen right. or like just throw away lines um, or some shit so david chase the uh creator of the sopranos had to fight like tooth and nail to get the scene i think it's season one episode five i want to say the one where uh tony soprano takes his daughter um Two different oh, it's colleges. the college trip. Yeah, the college yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he sees a, a a rat, somebody who who was an informant for the FBI. He sees them on the road and follows them to their house and strangles him to death with some wires. Um, <laughs> it's all happens on camera, on screen, and it, it's a good. It's like an amazing scene. It's a fun episode. Um, but he had to fight super hard just to have that happen on camera. Uh, and look, it, it was for the best. Like it influenced the rest of the show in general, and then just TV. Like you yeah. legitimately couldn't have Breaking Bad if mm-hmm. Walter White wasn't allowed to be a bad person. Yeah, it's, imagine um, how much more boring TV would be nowadays if everybody was just fucking bargain-based villain. Well, not villain, uh, anti-hero type. Right. It, it's the it's the Wreck-It Ralph of TV. If you're a bad guy, you're not necessarily a bad guy. Yes, yes. I, I, I think that's that, exactly. I think that's how, exactly how I personally would describe The Sopranos. The yeah, it's a Ralph of Ralph TV. Of TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know Josue, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another friend, friend of the show, Josue. Yeah, another friend of the show. He he uh um he gets him off the internet, right? He just puts him on his little uh. USB. We were at Ernesto's house watching it, dude. He got the crappiest like thing ever, dude. They literally started. Uh, what was the first thing that happened? Oh, mid movie, dude. At the bottom of the screen, it's telling you go to Morongo Resort, <laughs> go gamble. And me and Ernesto are like, oh my god, Josue, what what did you download? And then it turns out like mid movie, like they start chopping it up, like. You see oh, yeah, Rock changes clothes yeah. like five times <laughs> in like within the span of three minutes. And we're like, bro, this isn't right. And then it skips to a commercial to go to Morongo Resort. <laughs> Dude, they literally spliced the movie and took out like, say, four minutes, but put four minutes in worth of ads. For the so you ad, had no yeah. idea it's spliced. Oh, my God. Dude. And we were like, just take it off. <laughs> it was so hilarious, dude. <laughs> that fucking rules. <laughs> What do you do? Like screen capture a shitty download version nah, of just it? Da- I don't and, know like, what he downloaded. Put it out of USB. I like yeah. I like Sway still being the in the age of putting movies onto USBs to take them other places. <laughs> Dude, he was so happy too. And then like, I don't know if I could say this, 
but like Ernesto was high as shit, so he no, had no, no idea, <laughs> no idea what the fuck we were looking at. And I'm like, Josue, are you for real? And he's like, Bro, I didn't know it was gonna happen. And then you just see like a click in Ernesto's head. He's like, Wait, this isn't a part of the movie. <laughs> I'm like, why the fuck would they show you a Morongo fucking ad in the middle Look, of a Venom movie? Look, that oh, sounds dude. like the worst situation for that particular movie because it's already edited. It's already like, incomprehensible. It's, it's already fucking such a dog shit. Movie. You can't follow just, a theme that's going on. I just on. saw the last clip with uh, spoilers when uh, <laughs> he dies, Carnage dies, and he's just like, I just wanted a friend. Fuck this guy! I was like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, thank oh, God I didn't go watch. Yeah, this no, shit. it's it's garbage. I, I don't. I'm not sure if we talk about it in the. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think did. we we talk about the uh, the ending, but yeah, but uh, there's the bit where he's uh, they're fighting and he's all he's yelling at Eddie Brock for only telling one side of the story, and he's like, "You didn't tell them about the little boy who was scared, who got abused by mommy and daddy and even grandma." And like that could be an interesting story, but I'm listening to it. I'm like, shut the fuck yeah. up! Stop We've, fucking talking. Audibly, I was like, shut up. <laughs> what could have saved the movie is if Woody Harrelson kept the ginger afro from the first one. That would have no. saved. It. <laughs> no, no, that would have made it far worse. <laughs> what could have saved the movie? About it. <laughs> what could have saved the fucking movie is if they fucking didn't try to throw in a dumb shit joke every two seconds. Or a tornado. Anyways, the Sopranos. The Sopranos would have done a lot better if Tony Soprano had had the Venom symbiote. I think that would have oh, really yeah, changed no. things for um, him. Yeah, he I, I, I think you missed what I was saying, but I was like, because of the Sopranos, we got things like Venom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's what the black screen is at the very end, I guess. Spoilers. for The like symbiote a, covers it. Yeah, it covers the screen and Tony They're Soprano. In- New Jersey. They're right across the bay from New York. Exactly. Exactly. Does uh speaking about the finale, does the Sopranos have one of those like iconic finales of a TV show? Spoiler alert, yeah. We spoiled Venom for you, but now we're spoiling Sopranos. Spoiling the Sopranos. This quite episode. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit like it's like I guess you could say it's a bit. There's no really way to end it because it's yeah. just someone's mm-hmm. life, it's, and you just interpret it the way you would. Right. I don't know. And it's not necessary. Well, I mean, I guess you could say it's iconic because it, it is quite well known, but it's uh-huh. not exactly well received. I guess I would say. Oh, uh, it's a Phantom Planet situation. Something a la like Danny that. Phantom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, the ending of the sopranos is the soprano family the the actual blood related family they're mm-hmm. going to a diner to eat they're waiting for people to arrive uh while journeys don't stop believing is playing oh maybe the best song to like, it's, it's quite good on. um and then it just cuts to black like it's the famous just cut the black that's the end of the show no resolution no nothing um, oh, was it like canceled no no, 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 that's how David David yeah. J didn't even want music to play, but the like the producers fought him on that. So don't stop believing continues oh, through the black. What's screen. the dude's name? Joe Perry, the producer, oh, the, yeah. the lead singer of Journey. Yeah, like, you gotta have music in this. I got the perfect song. <laughs> have I got the song for you? <laughs> he just turns around in his chair. I already know what you're gonna play. Um, but yeah, it made people really upset because yeah, that that ends. would piss me off. Like I, uh, I, 
I hate a show that uh it, that gets canceled so it just ends without any resolution the fact that they freaks chose to put no resolution yeah like fucking freaks and geeks freaks and geeks, zero man. resolution in <laughs> bullshit bring it back no it's a reboot uh set in the modern day with the stranger things kids <laughs> uh, what? Uh, and geeks. I don't. I don't think you can call kids freaks anymore. I think you can. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think that's like a. It's seen as a relatively harsh term nowadays. It's harsh. But it's I mean, like I'll it's... call someone a freak. Look, Adam, you don't want to get canceled right now. <laughs> I don't know if you want to die on the freak. A- Adam's hill. a freak. Yeah. See that. Adam fine. is a freak. That's what his girlfriend says, at least. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, no, but like, um, I don't know. Like, when I saw the ending, I didn't really see anything sus. Uh, but they did say like, did you feel like that guy walking in was a hitman that was no. sent to kill Tony? I no. did. That didn't give me the vibe at all. But it's if, always like, like but he, we're saying, even if he was. Why would he come in in the middle of a crowded diner and not just wait till they were walking home to their car afterwards? Because I was looking at like I'm not like after I watched it, I was like, oh, well, I want to see how people like react to this. So I looked it up on YouTube and looked at the comments. Right, right. And like you always you get like the the philosophers like giving you fucking paragraphs <laughs> and like other people just like telling you how they felt. But like, cause you know how uh, well I don't know like if another spoiler, Phil dies. Yeah, uh, yeah. they kill Phil. And they were saying, like, it's a big no-no to kill uh, someone in front of their family. Yeah. So I don't know if they would retaliate by killing him in front of his family. But, yeah, I never really felt that, like, the gun that was a gunman or anything. I felt like it was just, like, a regular day. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like a regular they were at a diner. Um, But, yeah, so people have asked David Chase about the ending a ton. Uh, And they asked other people who worked on the show. And everybody they ask about the show has a different thing who's not Mm -hmm. like the creator of the show each one has like a like a different version of what they think happened but eventually yeah that that sort of thing happens if you you leave it open specifically to interpretation interpretation. but people don't like that people like certainty in their lives so they keep asking um, david chase like they've asked him since it happened what what happened after the black screen and he would always just say whatever you think happened that's what happened um but they kept he asking, chokes on gabagool. Yeah, chokes on gabagool. <laughs> they asked him that's enough times that recently he was like, "Look, I've heard people say that Tony dies. If that's what you wanted to happen, that's what happens. Stop asking me." And then there was a bunch of headlines that came out like, "The creator of The Sopranos finally comes out and says what happened," and it's like, "Well, no." <laughs> he was just like, "Stop asking, you fucking goons." <laughs> the show does that, like, I like, I don't know. Because uh, how you're saying, like, it's an, up to interpretation. Like, if people wanted him to die, like, I personally didn't want him to die. Right. But, like, the show doesn't really, like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Because he's not a good guy. No, like, no. The reality, he's... like, if you look at it from, like, an outside point of view, if you never got to know him, you'd want him to die because he's a piece of mm-hmm. shit. Well, even like, when you do get to shit. know him, he's not great. Amen. Watch your Tony slander, dog. <laughs> he deserves <laughs> to live. With the many saints of Newark in general, like adding to the knowledge we know of Tony, which I won't spoil because that one is still relatively new and people mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, yet. you haven't watched it, so I won't spoil it. But the information we get in that makes him even retro, like retroactively an even worse person. What, what is that? Is that like a sequel or prequel? Uh, prequel. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. Okay. Uh, Different it's, actors and everything? Yes. Uh, well, it has mm-hmm. to be James Gandolfini, yeah, yeah, like we yeah, said, yeah. died. Mm-hmm. Um but his son, his Michael son Gandolfini, plays a young Tony Soprano. It's pretty in cool. The movie. It's actually really cool. He does, does a it, great job. Does it fit pretty well? Yeah, like, yeah. He's facially, got the same, well, good. his face is almost like mm-hmm. like it's younger, exactly. but it's it's pretty close to his yeah, not quite as No, I, I like when that sort of thing happens. I've been watching that uh Chucky show on mm-hmm. uh sci-fi, and they have flashback scenes. And um oh, isn't it his daughter? Yeah, his daughter, she has like prosthetic makeup and everything, and she plays him in the flashback. And they do dubbing, so it's a bit of uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the face like it's like spot on, looks exactly right. like her dad That's from the cool. first movie. Yeah, it's pretty that, sweet. That is pretty sweet. I, I like when that sort of thing happens. Um, but yeah, so in the it's a prequel that's often billed as uh, who made Tony Soprano. Like all mm-hmm. of the advertising is very much like, oh, this is a young Tony Soprano story, which look, he's there. But the movie's not about that. It's mm-hmm. about a different character just with within that area and family. And so people are really, really it. mad. But honestly, oh, that's probably like the better way to do that sort oh, of thing. Yeah. Like, if you do, like, 
I don't know. I know sometimes specific characters and stuff do could benefit from fleshing out and stuff more. But how many seasons is the Sopranos? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Like the sixth when, one split in two. Yeah. When you have that much of like one character and then you're like, oh, let's just add some more prequel stuff that probably never got brought up in the show very much. And uh, yeah, like, the, the entire it, premise for the many mm-hmm. saints of Newark is there's the two characters who are the de facto like stars of the Sopranos, Tony mm-hmm. Soprano, and then his nephew, Christopher Maltesanti. Um, and the, the movie's premise is there's a several lines in the show where Tony Soprano talks to his nephew and he's like, I'm your mentor, but my mentor was your father, uh, Dickie Maltesanti. Mm-hmm. And he was like a great man. Uh, and he was like so important to me. And that the premise for the prequel is, well, let's look at Dickie Maltesanti's life. Let's yeah, see I, like. I, I think that's like, I don't, I know, yeah, I don't you know how obviously much water don't know, this Yeah, But the, I the think premise, for that but, sort of thing, if you're going to do a prequel, that's the route to take. You take. You can have the main character or whatever um, be like a piece of the puzzle, but focus the bigger image of the puzzle somewhere else. On yeah, I, building up the world, then building up a character. And I that, quite like the, the main approach. character. Yeah, I quite like mm-hmm. that they were like kind of focus on Dicky Maltesanti, and then Tony was there, but he wasn't the main character. I would have definitely liked like this other mobster over watching a kid in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, he was a kid in high school. He wasn't even like uh, he was. He was completely straight. He wasn't connected or made or anything. He was just a mm-hmm. kid. Like, it's like I don't really want to why like i don't know like it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of seeing uncle jr his dad and everyone right. you know because like well he always talks about them and they always talk about like back then back in the day right, when right. your dad was that was the like, heyday of the mob you know yeah like it, it sounds cooler like i don't know it's yeah uh, i haven't seen it so one of my favorite lines of the sopranos and i do believe it's like one of the very first lines is uh the line tony gives where he says he feels like he came in at the very end of something Mm-hmm. um what he means is the mob you know he's in to the, in the early in the 90s to the early 2000s not exactly the heyday of the mob yeah he's right at like the end of it kind of thing what is it though uh, like saying that i love in season six dude because uh well like all everything that's independent in new york or like in new jersey like little shops mom and pop shops are going away and it's all corporate right right it's becoming they, gentrified yeah, yeah, they they try to like, uh, oh, you need protection. It's like, sir, this is a coffee bean. Like, yeah. he's like, what happens if that window breaks? And he's like, they'll just bring another one. He's like, he's like, we want to speak to the manager. He's like, I am the manager. He's like, you're gonna give us this much money. And he's like, what does he tell him, sir? If you do this, I'm just gonna quit. Or like, they're gonna fire me and just bring yeah, in yeah. a new manager. It's a great and then it scene just makes me laugh. Yeah, it's like they these two goons from the mob, and they're like. Let's say uh, some of this coffee uh, goes missing. And he's like, sir, we have an inventory where I have to keep track of literally every single pound (laughs) of coffee. If even any of this goes missing, they're just going to fire me and bring in another guy who will make sure it's all here. So like, because, but it makes me laugh because after that scene, they're like, man, it's really over for the little guy, but they've been the ones like screwing over the little guy. (laughs) All right. right." That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, you don't think about that too much often. Uh, when, uh, like, with the mob sort of deal, you don't think about how they started petering out. But it is stuff with like bigger corporations taking over. Well, yeah, yeah, like, like they, yeah, the downfall of the little guy is downfall of the bully who bullies the little guy. Right. Corporations just 
stepped in or like yeah we're gonna do basically what the mob does but it's legal <laughs> and like harder to fight yeah, yeah no, adam's that's the one pretty who, good uh, adam's the one who told me this like because we were talking about this like a long time ago but mm-hmm. like it's funny because they're really racist in the show like they're really mm-hmm. openly racist and they they talk about like like how black people like are robbing and whatnot but it's like you're doing the same thing but you don't see it that way like, oh yeah adam, it's just <laughs> hypocritical mm-hmm. which for the most part most racists are yeah because well, yeah, being racist isn't exactly a, like a logical point of view mm-hmm. edit like this part out <laughs> we have a friend named fucking <laughs> 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 okay. um but yeah yeah and racism doesn't come from a place of logic it comes from a place of like emotion and whatnot so yeah of course they can sit with the two contradictory ideas of we are an oppressed people the italians and then also just be like overtly and horribly racist to everybody else mm-hmm. well, uh, yeah dude that's the way to go ignorance is the best medicine that's not the saying that's not the saying at all <laughs> It's like barely even two sayings. <laughs> What's ignorance is bliss and laughter is the There's best, the best medicine. medicine. So yeah, I Fuck guess yeah. you could fuse those together. <laughs> ignorance is the best it. medicine. Spread it around, everyone. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool things um, just sort of going into the, the nature of a dying breed of mafia. Mm-hmm. Like you have things where they control, and this is a big one for the mob, even in real life the garbage industry in both New York and New Jersey. Um, But they used to be able to do so much with their garbage routes, like sell drugs on the route because they're highly mobile and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, But now uh, because of the DEA and just like better regulations and unions, they're not allowed to do that because they'll just get like a whole lot of trouble really quickly. It's just really funny. That's pretty good. It is interesting to see... um, how the change of society brings the downfall to the crime of society at the right. time. Yeah. Like uh, Red Dead Redemption brings around the death of like uh, the Wild West and right. the, the cowboy outlaw. outlaw. Isn't the thing yeah. anymore. It's mm-hmm. what do they call them? The twilight of an era mm-hmm. is often referred to. Uh, and it comes up a lot in the Old West because um, it's the most obvious cutoff point. Yeah. It's the most obvious of, oh, it was the Wild West, but then now it's not. And that's a very clear delineation line. But um, there is one here for for the mob. It's just not quite as easy to see. Yeah, no, I'd probably agree to that. But uh, it's it's interesting, I think, the point I was trying to get to was for crime to just see history keep repeating itself in that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like crime will become big in a specific way uh and like that'll sort of be the whole how uh the criminal empire quote-unquote works right and then it, you see technology or society or culture change in a specific way it makes them and obsolete just, yeah, yeah it makes them obsolete uh, um and that might be interesting to see uh pretty soon coming up how they have a lot of um uh, what do you call it? Cybercrime and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Uh, see if anything of uh, that sort of thing changes, if uh, that brings a downfall of that sort of thing. The idea of crime or, or criminal empires as regular empires is really interesting because there's things mm-hmm. like vestigial empires or um, like how Rome split off and eventually became the Byzantine Empire. 
and you can watch that transition and the, the things that hold over and the things that don't. So you can see the, the mob, you know, started in prohibition and then into the fifties mm-hmm. and you have the, the class and sophistication, you know, they wore suits, they were rich, they had cars and cigars. Uh, and then you watch say in, in the Sopranos where they are very much the Byzantine empire to that. They are, they're the vestigial empire where they still have cigars. They mm-hmm. still drive nice cars, but they're all fat. And they wear not as shitty clothes. Yeah, they wear shitty clothes. And there's yeah, a, they're, a they're great taking moment. their kids to yeah, fucking soccer, sport, public soccer, school. Yeah. Um, it's, um, this, oh yeah, go ahead. It's um, the Godfather meets the Jersey Shore. Yes. Like it's very night and day. <laughs> oh. And they still think of themselves as like prestigious people. Yeah, but it's like, because I don't know. People are oblivious to how they like their image versus what they actually present and you know every person that's even a bit high up in like the crime world or whatever probably looks at themselves like a mobster type deal um there's a a really great scene that illustrates this uh where tony soprano jr or anthony soprano jr aj goes to his girlfriend's house and she is fabulously wealthy her her dad is Mm -hmm. like a investment broker they have a huge mansion they have like first editions of like beatles records and stuff just in their house um and aj goes over there and his house is like it's a mansion but it's not nearly this nice Mm -hmm. uh and there's this really cool uh bit where you can see that he's come to the realization and it's the realization the audience is supposed to come to that being in the mafia makes you like upper middle class at best being like (laughs) the leader of the crime family he has the same income as like a high-end dentist like like it's just the end of that empire and Mm -hmm. there are even moments where like uh they have uh schemes with stockbroking basically where they pump and dump schemes and stuff like that where they just sort of use the stock market to make quick and easy money uh but it's very easy that like if he just done the stock market like normal, he would be even richer than he would have been with the schemes. <laughs> That's pretty good. I enjoy that. What is uh, it? It's funny that you said that because like rewatching it, like um, I forgot the guy's name, but he's selling his construction, the his father's construction company that he died, and they're skimming so they're like uh, like safety management or something right, like that. Right. They're only making like two thousand dollars a month but they're really, really, really fighting for it. Right. And it's just like, um, bro. Like, and it's an idea that comes up a lot in, say, like a cowboy outlaw media or, or mob mm-hmm. media, where um, it's not about the money, really. It's about the crime lifestyle. Yeah. Because you could make money, more money in just the regular job. Mm-hmm. But and it's about making especially easy with all, money. especially with a lot of the skills you get as being a part of this crime, because you, that sort of thing, you got to start becoming good at business and shit oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, there's in season six, I believe there's uh, where Tony Soprano is quite sick and he's in a bit of a, like a fever coma kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this strange dream where he lives a completely different life, uh, where he has the name Kevin Finity. And he, um, he's, yeah. I forget, he's some sort of salesman. Uh, and he lives a roughly the same, if not better lifestyle than he did as a mobster. Like he stays in the same hotels. He buys the same drinks. Like he doesn't have his wallet for most of it because he switches it with mm-hmm. another guy. Um, but he's still- Is like, his accent gone? 
Yeah, his accent's gone. He's just like a normal. It's because he's not Italian. Yeah. Oh Um, shit. But yeah, it's it's very funny that like even in his like dreams, he knows that a regular job would probably do him just as well. That's pretty good. I enjoy that uh, Kevin Finity. You you brought up that name before. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was from Sopranos, but. I use that name for one of my Starfinder characters in a game you played. And it, it's funny that I didn't know this going in, but that turned out to be a mob-based game. It did, yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's pretty Unintentional, good. but fun. Speaking of Starfinder, we did a whole episode about it. But um, a lot of what we're talking about in the show of like the exploration of the crime empire um, is specifically with uh, that tabletop RPG. That's one aspect I really enjoy about world building and stuff for it is uh, you could do like it's the perfect setting to do a lot of like the exploration into the ideas and crime empires oh and yeah yeah families like that um and- yeah uh like we've said we play starfinder uh and i've been running more and more of them uh and i as we also stated i love the mob and i mm-hmm. love the mafia and so a lot of my world building involves the mob or mafia or gangs in some way shape or form just because it's something i quite enjoy yeah no it and something about the game it's got to be the setting just fucking lends itself so well to that even like that kind of stuff will happen on accident um i i think i might have talked about it in the episode but uh i i early on i ran a game for a, a bunch of us um and then the game it wasn't planned that way it wasn't like that was the end goal but the game sort of just slipped into let's build our own crime empire they started off as a little gang called the start calling themselves the black rats and then they got a massive ship and started building a fucking drug running like system and everything i would have been a fucking kingpin with slurm (laughs) but then fucking huang causes us to fucking die Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> but in my world it just evolved into a similar thing an exploration into like the crime family and whatnot uh that the black rats have become yeah i think in a more recent game a solo game i i interacted with like a low level branch oh the yeah black rats. <laughs> it was just a guy who had like a slight level of authority in the black rats and then uh like he was a problem for mobsters and whatnot because it did become like uh, like big enough to have a name and everything there with like with uh the crime uh empires and whatnot that sort of went out building that sort of thing and have been around for much longer are just lazing beyond like like a better empire than them yeah but but yeah that's starfinder some connections to mention it's been on the mind lately uh, I do have a character for speaking of Starfinder um, that is a uplifted bear mobster. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, who is just out and out just a parody of Tony Soprano. <laughs> oh, that's who that guy was? Yeah. Yeah, look. His I, last name I is Baritone. If I watched the show, I would have been able to appreciate that. You I interacted with that to. bear a good bit. I think I gave him a fedora. Yep. 
They're stanzas. They're nice. <laughs> they're stanzas. They're nice. Uh, <laughs> that's our obligatory. I think you should leave reference for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I do believe that'll just about do us. We've um, been going for a good while now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a weird you know usually like, uh, you don't really usually emphasize how long we've uh been going at the end of these but uh, it's a nice change of pace i guess it wasn't Anyways, strange at all watch the sopranos very yeah cool. on HBO Max, it's very good I've, i'm probably more interested in watching it than i ever was before uh so i might give it a go if i have nothing else to watch as of right now i've been watching uh venture brothers so that's been another great re-watching that show that's been consuming my fucking time (laughs) and that (laughs) that too explores some crimes yeah super super, yeah super villain yeah no it's so good to just see um in that show it, this is barely connected to the subject but it's crime we're talking about crime <laughs> but how the super villains are kind of set out just like a corporation like a company like that's sort of how yeah, they, they got a board they, of directors they, yeah they, they have they got a board of directors they have all these fucking rules they gotta follow and they have like all these little bylines and shit that oh if this happens then you gotta do this sort of thing and it's so fucking good it's, it's, it's an amazing show building uh and it's it's world building that happens by um like unintentionally and then gets built upon more mm-hmm. it, which most is like of some the time of the best yes stuff it's yeah. it, most of the time it's throwaway jokes to something and then they'll like come upon that and like be like hey what if we expanded on this sort of thing uh so yeah that'll do us for today and we've given you just so many recommendations for shows in this episode uh, uh yeah what was it sopranos uh barry uh hey watch i think you should leave that show's pretty funny uh I carly yeah no, i carly cw's the flash i don't recommend uh, that either <laughs> i recommend what watch maybe season only season eight it just started and it's prime television i'll tell you what cw <laughs> the flash oh, like, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm being sarcastic it's dog shit it's that, seasons I'm, yeah i oh I, I watched God. like a couple of clips on youtube i haven't seen the full episodes but it, it's dog shit is it still the whole fucking i'm not fast enough yeah, babe, that's always ah. what it is. The be- the best pitch they had for this season before it was coming out when they were doing marketing <laughs> first was that he now has gold boots and that's all they could say good about this season. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking stupid. But yeah, that's the Sopranos. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to get to us, uh, you could get to us at the atomic email at gmail.com um or uh, our social media our twitter at atomic androids or instagram at atomic android 2020 um hey uh chido i almost doxed you right there out of him i think we might have doxed him before on the the show Uh, i think we might (laughs) have referred to you by your real name um but yeah uh is is there anything you'd like to say or plug at the end here thanks for having me uh hope to be back uh, yeah look anytime you, you want to talk about your other favorite fictional universes we'll do it i uh, appreciate sure.
right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Ciao. Ciao, Italian on theme. Oh, I was doing Portuguese. Portuguese people are just Italian? (laughs) (laughs) I'm ending this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.